There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and all radio listeners, I'm happy to present to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, D1. The only, the magnificent, Puckle Podcast. It's Puckle! Puckle! It's Puckle! Puckle! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Puckle! Grab your friends, it's that time Come again! Welcome to the 282nd or 83rd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my exceptionally talented co-hosts, Scron and Viger. And as always, we're here to bring you Puckle Podcast. It's a Pokemon podcast where we talk all things Pokemon, and we have a good time while we're doing it. Uh, right? I think so, at least. I well, so. I, I'd like to think we have a good time, but I don't know... <laughs> <laughs> All right. doing stuff like that it's crazy thatch it's crazy <laughs> it's fine it's whatever because i mean we've done so many at this point i'll just say 200 and whatever number and then and then week 300 will do it uh this is my second <laughs> this is my second to last show for a little bit actually because uh uh i well i think i'm doing the next i'm doing the show next week and then snag's gonna take over for me the week after that he's gonna do uh the the show after that he's gonna host for me so right. I'm excited to hear that because Thatchless episodes are a bag of mixed nuts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got your good ones, you got your bad ones, and you got your Hitler jokes. Oh, so, no. <laughs> right. We will never let that joke die. No. Nope. It's not, not inviting it, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, told, I told you Snag's doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, whatever. We'll see. <laughs> so the co-hosts need to get on that if somebody wants to be on the Thatchless episode and yeah. and have a fun time without me. So, <laughs> Is yeah, it you even can possible? Say, you can say all the you can say all the mean things you've always wanted to say about me, and it'll it'll be great. Really? What mean yeah, thing? I, I totally won't mean? listen to it. No, Thatchlights, <laughs> mangoes. I, I I I watch uh, Linus Tech Tips regularly. And so they did. They did an episode like they do this honest answers series. And there was one recently where they, uh, where it was honest answers. Tell us what you think it's like working for for Linus. 
And he's just like, mm. I told them I wouldn't watch it, da 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 da. And then, like, the entire time they're sitting there being interviewed, and they go, You know, Linus is going to watch this. <laughs> he's going to come and talk to me the next day. He's going to be like, So, you think I say this too much, huh? <laughs> and I'm just like, Yeah, no, I would totally listen to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're definitely going to talk about you. You can talk about me behind my back all you want, but it's not really behind my back because I'll listen to it. But you can feel like it is. Uh, uh, but <laughs> that's enough banter. Let's uh, so let's just, go in. So just for all co-hosts watching or listening, just remember Thatch will watch it. <laughs> Listen, uh, judge you incredibly harshly for it. Uh, <laughs> I haven't fired anybody in a really long time. In a really long time, so he's very overdue. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that I've fired anybody recently. Uh, like I think it's been a really long time since I fired somebody. So, just throwing that out there. <laughs> Take that for what you will. Uh, fire me, Thatch. I'm not going to fire you. You fire people for me. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> without further ado, let's go ahead and ask the question I ask you guys every week. What have you been up to in Pokemon lately? Thatch prefers dubs to subs. Oh, That's gosh. true. That's true. <laughs> You're just like, well, what have you been up to in Pokemon lately? I will tell you. Uh, Well, studying uh, Japanese. In addition, but in addition, I've been playing quite a bit of Pokemon Go. Just the other day, I managed to stumble across some fun there. So, okay, good stuff. There you go. Oh, what? Oh, what did you say? What What did you catch? That's what I wanted to know. Oh, I caught a bunch of Swinubs and a Cyndaquil. Ah. Nice. So it sounds just like America. Are those common there? Uh, I mean, yeah, I can go catch Swinub all the time. Well, they're kind of rare here, so. Really? Okay. When you come back, you'll be like, I'm tired of Swinub. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's interesting, actually. Yeah. uh, It's like, I would say it's the pre-Gen 2 equivalent of Swinub. Would be something like, um, like Venonat. Really? Yeah, like maybe a little rarer than Venonat, but not much. I like uh-huh. it, it's definitely more common than something like a Bellsprout or an Oddish. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we don't it's, find them here. It's well, pretty common. Uh, it's pretty common. Mm. All right. Well, I also got this cool kanji practice book with a bunch of Pikachu's on it. I was gonna ask you to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> is it like different differently drawn pikachus like is it the official pikachu or is it like fan made drawn pikachu um no i think it's like official official but it's really nothing pokemon except for the cover it just yeah. says pokemon like kanji renshu which is mean, means pokemon kanji study and it's just a bunch of blank pages that you write kanji in is this is this oh, class yeah. specifically made for uh for the exchange students I'm just curious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, it totally is. Okay, I was going to say, I'm like, it, it sounds like something it would, they would just be like, America's no. like Pokemon. I bought this in a store, man. I bought this at a mall. Oh, okay, okay. It's on my, on my own accord. Oh, okay, never mind then. I thought it was like by the school and <laughs> never mind. If you bought it on your own accord, that's just a cool thing to find. <laughs> yeah. I'm making money for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe I'll bring you guys some kanji practice books. Please don't. 
<laughs> I would so buy that. Well, I could get you some. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Just please, please down don't. right there. I might have some I'm things sure. that you need to purchase uh, eventually. We'll find out. Oh, well, you um, better. Tell me we, so we got, we got, well, like, we got some puckle money, and so I was wondering, uh, there's some things I want to buy, and we'll see. Yeah, there, there's this lovely store down there that I wanted you to go to. It's called the Pawn Center, and I hear that they have some sweet deals on some very inexpensive items. Just shit oh, me the whole store. Inexpensive. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke. That is the joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so, uh, Viger, what have you been up to in Pokemon? Um... I haven't really been doing much in Pokemon because wow. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild has been taking up so much. That time. makes that makes yeah. You got to switch later than I did. I forgot because I'm sitting here. I'm like, yeah, yeah no, I, that's old news to me. Uh, <laughs> but then yeah, you like got it later than I did. Yeah, no, it's so. so hard to get one because I was thinking about. I'm just like I was really just starting to think about getting a switch for uh, for PuckleCon, you know, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know that we can. I honestly don't know that we'll be able to. Not because of like cost or anything, but because they're just but not anywhere. Inventory. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally. You gotta wake up early. Inventory. Ask store. Nintendo went uh, to business school, but they skipped that lesson on supply and demand. So no, no, they 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 mastered <laughs> the supply and demand because they're yeah, using they it as a marketing it. ploy. And when it's just constantly out of stock, people mm-hmm. it it uh it increases the, the urge demand for people. High. Well, it incre- increases the urge for people to purchase it when they find it. It, right. it, it encourages uh, it encourages impulse buying. So people Fair that enough. typically wouldn't buy a switch, like with a thought process, would just be like, "Well, I might not be able to get one later if I don't buy it now." So yeah. would, it, would, it, would it kill you to just like you know just give us a switch here or there? But uh, they're working on it. I mean, I think uh, I it's I mean they had to discontinue the uh, NES Classic. Which is dumb for that. Dude. I mean, they're they're ramping up the production for the Switch because of that. I mean. It, mm-hmm. it went it went really well this year, and it's probably it's on pace to definitely like shatter Wii U numbers. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for myself, I actually had a good time yesterday. I did a lot of Pokemon stuff this week. Uh, I've been uh, I did some streaming. I I'm getting back into it, and then I'm gonna go on vacation, so it just won't happen. And uh, Twitch announced an affiliate program, so I think we're gonna start streaming a lot yeah, more. Yeah, there's that. Uh, so I think I. We're, I'm gonna get together with a few people and see if we want to like just team up and like handle the stream as a team. Uh, the stream team, a stream team. I will say that 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 affiliate program was something that was desperately needed for Twitch. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, it was, the only yeah. the only other one you had was just like if you wanted to link your Patreon to mm-hmm. your Twitch channel. Yeah, no, this was a, this was definitely really nice because I mean you're you're still gonna make something like pennies with a small audience, yeah. but it's it's nice to be like I did make pennies, you know. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we we can talk about that another day. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, I did that. But then yesterday, I went to the Guardians Rising pre-release here in town. Right. Uh, I did went you with. Beat up some, did you beat up some twelve-year-olds, man? I okay. So I, I don't know. I don't know how many pre-releases you've been to. But typically, when you go to a pre-release, they don't care about the prizing so much. It's just come and then you get three packs when you're done. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So just this pre-release, this pre-release gave you pack and. Uh, different number of packs based on the number of wins you had so oh baby and that that kind of got to me because like i so i went one and two and that was because i didn't pull a gx from my box and then two the two matches i lost were because one guy pulled a tapu lele gx which is a really decent card like it's a it's a really good card 
And then I lost my other match because another guy, the, the other match I lost was because the guy pulled a Tapu Koko GX. And so it was just like, okay, I can't do anything. Uh, I'm just going to buy Vanellix. See you later. Um, yeah. <laughs> Vanellix was, was the uh, MVP, though. Know. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that, so that, that kind of blew. Uh, cause like instead of giving me three packs, they only gave me two. And I'm like, well, that's garbage. Uh, and so I was going to go back later in the day with Misty, but we didn't end up going because of that. But we ended up going to league actually later in the day with Beaverlaw and, uh, his friends. So that was, that was a really good time. And mm-hmm, cool. I, I had a blast doing all of that. So, I mean, I also got to play some Pokemon in general and I'm having, I'm just having a good old merry Pokemon time. And then I get to go, go on vacation in a week yeah. and I'll just be working on a bunch of Puckle stuff. So all right. I'm really cool, looking cool. forward to it. Really looking forward to getting some of the stuff I've been putting on the back burner done. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's it. So let's go kick it on over to the news. Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. So in the news, we got a few things. First, uh, Disney XD will finally air Pokemon Sun and Moon starting May 19th. It only took them five months, but they did it. So <laughs> that's something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm really upset about that. It's been airing in Japan, and they're like, I don't know, probably about 20 episodes in already. Or at least they're yeah. at least 10 or 12 episodes into Sun and Moon already in Japan. <laughs> I'm and, looking at survey right now, and they say that on episode 967. So whichever that means for, for <laughs> whichever I don't know. What, I don't know how many Sun and Moon episodes that is. I, I wonder if something special special will be uh, at, for the Fathoms episode. I oh, that's yeah. true. I but it's the problem is but the problem is like which thousandth episode? Because like you have a, you have you have the Japanese count, but even then, there's like an episode that was never aired in Japan. Yeah, there's, there's always those few that haven't been aired. You, had, you have a lot of episodes in that thousand ep- – well, not a lot, but you have a few episodes in that thousand episodes that are kind of just like disregarded and never played ever. And so – Mainly due to natural disaster reasons. Yeah, well, that, that the big one was the earthquake one with the wish cache. And then the other one was – or with the Skrelp as well. I know a lot of them ended up getting played well, later the, on. The Skrelp and Dragology did show up. It did show up. It that one got, showed up. And it then, got a I much mean, later – the Porygon so. two episodes gone, or the Porygon episode, the- uh, not Porygon two, but Porygon, that's mm-hmm. just gone. That's not there anymore. Yeah. And then, I mean, in the United States, you're missing three or four episodes, especially you're missing the, the entire Safari Zone on one. As yeah. Well. So there, I mean, there's a lot of things there. I, I'm really excited though to finally get this in like a consistent form every week. It'll be great because I, I think this one looks cool. I'm down to watch some Sun and Moon anime. I know a lot of the Pokemon that Ash has already caught. <laughs> I, I just, anytime they tell me he's got a roster change on Cerebi, I'm like, okay, I'm going to look. You and spoil it. I spoil it for myself, yeah. I mean, I like the pace that they're going here too because this is a, this is an anime where they can definitely, in my opinion, they can definitely take more time just because of the premise. Like he's not so much traveling now as he is just like hanging out. And then he goes and takes on island challenges at different times. Hmm. So this I is mean, kind of like a side thing. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like a thing that he's training to do all the time. But 
it's kind of I don't know. It's it's more of a school anime, but not entirely. Uh, mm. Yeah, sort of like a shonen with a yeah. large overarching plot that has like tiny little plots in the end. Yeah, in the exactly. middle. That's what it's pretty much getting the fun. That the animation style of it also just kind of lends that shonen feel as well. Yeah, I agree. Yes. I agree. I I don't know. I I think they could definitely take their time with this one, and that's perfectly fine with me since these have to. This has to last for the next you know three years. So <laughs> keep it up, guys. You know, <laughs> keep it up. Keep it up. Maybe Ash will get a decidui. Uh, uh, <laughs> I've heard like I've heard people saying that they expect like the a new generation to come out sooner than you think. I I honestly wouldn't be surprised, but. Uh, I was I was thinking today. I'm just like, there's a lot of there's a lot of hints for a lot of things actually. Like we we get really? that show on the Gen Four speculation, right? So I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, be surprised. They're not gonna do that. They're smarter than that. Come on. I don't think so. I think they're just like, man. Remember all that money that uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire made? Uh, we didn't need that game either, but that happened, and it made like a substantial amount of money. Because you're, uh, you're getting you're getting to the same place that Gen Three was at. Um, I, I will, I will admit that Gen 3, I think, was in a different place than Gen 4 is, just because Gen 3, there were a lot of people that missed out on that, because a lot of people did ditch out at Gen 2 and then come back in Gen 4. Mm-hmm, and yeah. a, a lot of people did just miss Gen 3. And so Gen 3 had a lot of marketing for people who were just like, oh, I never got to play Gen 3. Let me play the remakes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Gen yeah. 4, I feel like, doesn't have as many people doing that, but it, it will have some. I, I guarantee there are plenty of people that miss Gen 4. I, mm. I do want to, it, it is playable on the 3DS still though, which makes me question it just a little bit. Like you can, you can go ahead and buy a cartridge for Diamond and Pearl and then put it in your 3DS and it will boot up. So just throwing yeah. that one out there. Though I do mm-hmm. think, I mean, a remake and update would be great. I think it would be really cool. Another thing I think is really cool is that we have, I was drawing all these connections, uh, to Sun and Moon and, and Gold and Silver. So uh, if you look at the two main colors, sun and moon are pretty much like the gold and silverish colors, right? Yeah. yeah. And then – so the, there's a connection there. I wouldn't be surprised if we got like a virtual console release for Gen 2 uh, in the near future. And then – Entirely possible. I mean it's the 20th anniversary of those games next year I think. And, yeah. Uh, so you get you get that and then you have – it's either next year or 2019. It's one of those two. And the other one is, uh, before Sun or Harkold Soul Silver were called Harkold Soul Silver, Nintendo actually, uh, trademarked, uh, Dawn Gold and Dusk Silver, which is very relatable to Sun and Moon in that sense as well. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, I would, I would be surprised to some extent if they were just like, ha, we got you guys, Gen 2 remake again. I think it would be a cop-out as well. I, a lot of people are expecting the Gen 4 remake. Um, I, I honestly think we're going to hear some kind of announcement because there's there's just such a lull right now in yeah. in, po- in like the Pokemon news train. Absolutely. I, I'm really expecting something in the May-ish time frame, before E3. Hey, if I'm saying... I think we're thinking along too conventional of lines. Like, what remake are they going to do? What new generation? But what if it's neither? What if it is a new game, but they're just, like, using what they already have? I would be that? so okay with that, though, right? I mean, yeah, I have explained this several times. I'd be cool with, like, a Red 2, Blue 2. I'd be cool mm-hmm. with... I, I, I'd be cool with just a sequel to Sun and Moon. 
I think yeah, that I'd game. I think that. that game has a lot of story potential to give us a se- to give us a sequel because it was so story heavy, and that would be that would be reasoning to go. Hey, here's a sequel because we just had this really story driven game. Mm-hmm. Uh, comparatively to other Pokemon games, I want to say that because people are just like, well, it's not story driven compared to like Final Fantasy. And <laughs> yeah, you're right, it's not. Yeah, Final Fantasy is all story though. <laughs> yeah, and all story like, and like annoying game play. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I would be I wouldn't be surprised if we got some news in the next month. In the next month. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. So it's not going to happen because I just said it, but I wouldn't be surprised if there, I wouldn't be surprised though if there's news in the next month because yeah. um May was when they came out with the news for Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire after um the release of X and Y. So I wouldn't be surprised. Though we did have that long drought between Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire and uh what's it called? And uh, and Sun and Moon's announcement, like that was that was a long dry spell. It was the longest time between Pokemon announcements ever. Oh yeah, yeah, literally ever. So or between a release and an announcement. So I, I kind of hope they don't do that to us again. But it, to be fair, I'm having fun with Alola, and I'm having fun with Sun and Moon. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I would. It was it was a it was I will say Sun and Moon was an amazing change of pace to the usual Pokemon formula. Mm-hmm. Ew, it was really it was nice. That, I've been thinking it was something that every Pokemon fan really needed. And with Pokemon Go and introducing the franchise to so many new people, mm-hmm. a game that deviated so far from the main series that everybody could get a fresh start on was just it was I, it was it was a good aligning of the stars. I, I really I really feel like there's going to be a sequel. I I don't want the remakes to happen, um, but I know they will inevitably. But I really want the sequels because I feel like they could do it really well here. And if you look at Sun and Moon, there's so many things that are just unanswered, like yeah. uh, just in like this in, in the gameplay. Like every island, like I like I've mentioned on the show before, has a patch of like uh, has like a little um, patch where something's being built, something's being constructed. You have yeah. a choke building something, and I feel like that's just like, hey, let's revisit this in like a year, you know, <laughs> and say, oh look, yeah. this Machamp built a it built a gym, it built this, it built that, you know. And mm. I, I really, I'm a really big fan of the theory that it's trying to build a gym because they're trying to build their own Pokemon League. Yeah, and I, I think that would be really cool because, I mean, all they need to do is tell me that, and then I'm gonna go pay somebody on Etsy money for some badges. You know, <laughs> like, that's just how it's gonna work out. Yeah, it's so, just yeah. like another thing that I another thing that I've always, or just I literally. No, it, it came back. It was just a spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't completed Sun and Moon at all yet, or at least gotten to that point. With uh, Once you complete, like, eight foundations, like, toppling their grand scheme and everything, and you see that Lily's just taking her mom to Kanto, I could see a sequel being pulling up gold and mm-hmm. silver and being like, here's Kanto. Go yeah, no, Kanto I, feel like that would, I feel like that would be fantastic. I agree 100%. Uh, it's a the only the only problem I have right with going back to Kanto by itself is that I know in the back of my mind that Johto is right over there, you know. <laughs> it's just because as a hardcore Pokemon fan, like I know Johto is like right next door, and so if if you if you take me to Kanto, not in just you a red and blue remake, <laughs> you have to give me Johto, or I'm gonna okay. I'm still gonna play I'm still gonna play your game, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the guy that. That uh, does the equivalent of why wasn't there a Battle Frontier in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire? Another crazy theory: What if they remake Gen One games, 
but after the main Gen 1 story, they mm-hmm. let you go to Johto instead. I would have, I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. I'm telling you, I'd be okay with all of these things. Oh, okay. also the Sevi oh. Islands. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, I forgot about the Sevi Islands. I no, those are the best. There. I love them. They were all right. Uh, okay, let's move on, <laughs> though. Let's move right, on to the news. Uh, let's move on. Uh, so other news, uh, the April International Challenge registration is up. So if you haven't already, you can do that. It takes place next weekend, starting, I believe, April 27th or 28th, uh, whatever the Thursday is. I believe it's the 28th or the 27th. It starts that at 7 p.m. Eastern. So check that uh, out. It's all VGC. Thir- thir- Thursday's the 27th. Thursday's the 27th? Yeah, okay. So it's uh, it's 7 p.m. Eastern on the on the 27th. And... And so you can go do that. You can play VGC. I don't think it's worth any points other than maybe a play point, which you do need if you want to like compete at nationals or something like that. So you could also go to league and do the same exact thing. Go to league. Go to league. Uh, and so <laughs> go meet uh, Fetch. <laughs> so uh, in other news, one that I found very interesting, Pokemon eggs are being distributed in South Korea on April 29th to May 7th. At a uh, at a pop up sent at a pop up store in Songdo Triple Street D first floor Incheon South Korea, uh, so check that out if you want to do it. I mean, it's an egg that either has a Marini, Oranguru, Pisimian, Turtonator, Drampa, or Gumi in it. So it's pretty much like all of the incredibly hard to catch Pokemon or uh, or version exclusives in Sun yeah. and Moon. So right. check that out. It's it's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and so I do have a few minor Puckle things to mention. First of all, PuckleCon. Um, I've heard from a number of people that they are planning on bringing multiple people and a lot of people that are like 50-50 on coming. So I'm going to put out this call once again. If you are 50-50 on coming or if you know you are coming, please send me an email so I can get a head count. I really need to get a head count. <laughs> um, yeah, you can send that to PucklePodcast at gmail.com. And if you're still interested in coming and you need the information, there is a post on the website. Later this week, I'm going to be talking to the tournament organizer that we're working with to get all of the times and things figured out. And so we'll have all of the events figured out officially by uh, by Wednesday night. And so by Thursday, that post will be updated with all of the uh, with the the quote unquote itinerary, uh, <laughs> with the, which is TBD or which is suspect to change. So. We'll see. And this is going to be the 21st to the 23rd in Columbus, Ohio. We have the venue on the 22nd and the 23rd. So it'd be great to see you guys come out. If you, if anything, just to that, we're going to be doing, uh, card games at, uh, the TCG and we're going to be also doing the video game. Every yeah. night, Asian fusion food with that. I don't <laughs> think I'm going to get Asian fusion every night. Uh, I, every night, Asian there? fusion. <laughs> Spaghetti there. burritos for everybody. Spaghetti burritos. <laughs> <laughs> all of this, all of this sounds like nonsense to nobody who's never been in Columbus. Uh, so this is in Columbus, Ohio, by the way, July twenty first through the twenty third. Uh, Friday night, we're probably going to do a get together somewhere, and we're gonna. It depends on how many people show up, because if like fifty people just randomly show up, uh, it's not going to be at my house. So, <laughs> um, and if you want to be able to get, to, if you want to be able to come to that, you do need to contact me. I'll probably start start setting something up in the Discord for people who say they are coming to PuckleCon. Um, if you are, there'll be a chat so that we can talk to each other about everything because I do know some people might have dietary restrictions just like you, Skron. And, yeah. 
And I do want to make sure that like when you come over, you're just like, well, why aren't there any veggie burgers? And I go, because you didn't tell me you're not, you're a vegetarian. So we just mm-hmm. bought, we bought 10 pounds of ground beef. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And well, so, fun fact, I'm actually not a vegetarian here in Japan. You're a pescatarian. Nope, not even that. What? You're just a normal it's, person? It's nigh near impossible. <laughs> yeah, it is. Nigh near impossible. That's what here. I heard. That's what I heard. Jesus Christ. But the meat is like meat's really good to eat though. Uh so uh, uh there's yeah. that. And so the other announcement I want to make, other than PuckleCon and how you should email me about PuckleCon, I'm gonna drive that home. Uh, is there is there are also summer league gym leader applications. Now, if you were thinking about doing this, we are gonna close the application on April 30th. So you need to go ahead and do it. There is a link to it in the description. It's also on our social media sites. So go and check it out there. Uh, if you want to be a gym leader in the summer league this summer, and you will do, we'll start doing the interviews in May, and we'll probably have to start it on uh, Memorial Day this year, which is May 29th. So if you want to be a gym leader, that's how you do it in the summer league because we are looking for gym leaders. I believe we only have about six applications now, but it's probably because people are like, well, I don't know if I want to do it. Uh, no you way. don't have to do it. Uh, we do require <laughs> that you try to set up a time for uh, for uh, once a week. You are allowed to go on vacation. By the way, like we're we're not like you, you can't are go on allowed vacation. to live your lives. Yeah, exactly. If don't, so, don't. you're allowed to miss you're, you're allowed to miss like a week or two. You can't just go. Oh, I'm going to be gone for the month of June, so I can't do it. Uh, that 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 kind of stuff is unacceptable. But if you want to do it for any other time, you're more than welcome to. Don't feel like you have to sign up just because like we wouldn't get enough people because we will have enough people regardless. We have yes. plenty of staff members who we will fill the positions with. If you're not interested, yeah. we want you guys. If you are genuinely interested and you know you can show up every week to to your to your to your part and you want to like help others battle, then do this. It's really fun. I'll have a good time, but don't don't do it if you're gonna flick out. It's not cool. Yeah. Uh, so that is it for the news. We are gonna quiz our co-host now at Puckles Pokey Quiz. And on to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, the show where we are the part of the show where we quiz your co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge. So, of course, that means no browser windows, guys. You got to use what's in your noggin. Uh, so, as always, there are going to be five questions. There's going to be a potential for seven points. Whether or not you use the one hint you were provided will determine that because you can cash that in at the end of the round if you don't have – if you have answered all of the questions correctly. So – we will go ahead and do that if you guys are ready. I'm ready. All right. So we have five questions. So I talk a lot about Infernape lately. Uh, Infernape was a great lead in Gen 4 because you didn't have team preview. You could use the fake out. You could use the stealth rocks. And it's got access to U-turn. So it's, it's, a, good, it's a pretty decent Pokemon. It's, uh, it can be run both specially and physically. And so it gets Mach Punch naturally. It levels up learning Mach Punch. And so it actually has access to the move Vacuum Wave as well. And so I was wondering if you guys knew, how does Infernape learn the move Vacuum Wave? Oh, jeez. I feel like every everything is telling me that it's an egg move of sorts. An egg move. That seems like a good option. Well... 
I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not, though. No, no, no. I think think the question should be better phrased. How can you legally obtain an Infernape with Vacuum Wave in Gen 7? Okay, because if you were going to say that, then I would have said action replay, but... (laughs) You can obtain this Infernape in Gen 7. No, no, it it can get to Gen 7. You're allowed to transfer. I see. Okay, so... So everything back to Gen 3. I see. You well, can get your Infernape from Gen 3. Gen 4. Get your Gen 3 Infernape, Scrum. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hmm. I, I know, like, uh, Riolu and Lucario were prominent users of Vacuum Wave. I know that's that. That's true. So yeah, the way sure. that that's talking, though, makes me think that it, like, moved up from previous generation. Yeah, I feel like it's not... It's like a Gen 5, 6 or so, something. And with that piece of information, I'd say we just go with like move tutor, or is that too broad? That's too broad. That I, I need I need I need at least a generation that the move tutor's from. Mm, okay. So okay. Tutor wait, move. wait a second, wait a second. Most uh rare move tutor moves appeared in black two, white two. So if I had to guess, I would say move tutor gen five. Is that your final answer? That would be my guess, Figer. You, you can go. I'd support that too, because that, that answer is unfortunately incorrect. Oh, uh, it is actually Heart Gold Soul Silver is a Gen Four move tutor. That is the oh. only time Vacuum Wave was learnable via move tutor, by the way. And that is the oh. only way Infernape can get it. You got to get a Gen Four Infernape. So back in Gen Four, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Back right. in Gen 4. Ha, 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 ha. So this next question is worth two points. Uh, one point for each answer. Okay. So some Pokemon like Marowak have an item like the Thick Club, which is known as their signature item because it'll do an effect only for that Pokemon. It'll, I guess that one will also work with Cubo, but you get the idea. So both Farfetch'd and Chansey also have signature items. So what are the signature items for these Pokemon? One point stick for each. A- stick and Lucky Punch. Yeah, I was just about to say, Lucky Punch is, uh, Lucky Punch is, that, is uh, yeah. Is that your final answer? Stick and Lucky Punch, yes, absolutely. That is correct on both accounts. Uh, the stick uh, will give, actually, the, with the way that uh, Gen 6 changed the critical hit calculation, if Farfetch is holding the stick and has a move such as Night Slash, it's always a critical hit. Fun it's fact. actually would be really good if Farfetch's stats didn't suck. <laughs> Because I think Farfetch actually gets a lot of high crit chance uh, moves as well. Like Slash, maybe, I think. Yeah, it gets Slash. I think it gets Night Slash as well. Uh, I'll have to double check, but I think Farfetch gets some decent moves like that. And Chansey also gets Lucky Punch. So those are correct on both accounts. So we'll move on to question number three then. Uh, In Pokemon Sun and Moon, we got 81 new Pokemon. And it turns out that one of them has base stats worse than Sun Kerns. Sunkern's base stat total is 180. What Pokemon did Sun and Moon give us? They gave us a base stat total of less than 180. Oh, jeez. My initial reaction says wishy-washy. I was in, like, slow form. Yeah, but let's think about this a bit. That could be a catch-22 because the school form changes literally everything. Mm-hmm. Let's think about this just a little bit. Because hmm. Lord knows we don't have enough time to. <laughs> Never. 
Never enough time. Hmm. Now let's see the weak, pathetic Pokemon in Gen in Gen six. Seven. Uh, or seven, one of uh, hmm. well, You're going to need an answer in about 10 seconds. Every fiber of my being is saying Togedomaru is the worst Pokemon who's ever introduced. <laughs> no, let's just go with Wishy Wash. <laughs> is that your final answer? That's my final I'll answer. Say, yeah, I will say Wishy Washy solo form specifically. That is correct. Wishy Washy right. solo form has a base stat total of 175. So it is it is absolute garbage. Until it's school form. Until it's school form. But yeah, wishy-washy solo form is absolute hot garbage. Yep. <laughs> and it is uh, <laughs> it's a fun Pokemon though. It's a fun Pokemon. Oh, yeah. I love its gimmick. Yeah. Uh, so that gives you guys three points for the day. So good job there. We're gonna be moving on to question number four then. And this one this one was geared for Viger. Oh, so no. Viger. Steel I know you type. love steel types. I know it. <laughs> so every every generation outside of generation one has introduced steel type Pokemon to us. What generation introduced to us the most steel type Pokemon? Uh, most steel type Pokemon. <laughs> and this also doesn't include full evolution lines, like all three stages. Uh, it's it's all Pokemon, all, all steel Pokemon. types. Yeah, okay. even like even like uh, an evolved form of a Pokemon. Like a three-stage evolution part. Okay. Yeah, that would count as three. Okay. And that's introducing. So, like, these Pokemon... Yeah, so these are Gen 5... Or, or not Gen... I almost gave away the answer. Ah! Uh, it, it, these aren't all... These all have to be in the same gen. Yeah. So... Uh... Well, now I got Gen 5 on the mind. Don't know why, but... Yeah, I didn't say anything, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, and I'm just trying to think. It it has it has to be. It could be Gen Four though. Yeah, I'd like or saying, Gen Three or my, Gen my, Two. My biggest, well, not Gen Two. Uh, my biggest thing is I'm thinking it's either Gen Three or Gen Five, simply because of the Agron line and Metagross line for Gen Three, and Gen like Mawile and Gen Mawile as well. And Gen Five has the Clink Clank line and. I'm trying to think of anything else. Clink Clang, Ferrothorn. Ferrothorn, yeah. And uh, it also had. Oh, what I'm trying to think Oops. as well. Yeah. Because, I mean, Gen 4 didn't add a lot of steel types. It had a lot of steel types, but didn't add a lot of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to need an answer. Um. I, I'm thinking Gen 5 just to be on the safe side because they can have like Cobalion stuff like that just random yeah. stuff you don't really remember you know yeah just the random ones as well might add to it as well so Gen 5 Gensect was one as well Gen 5 yeah. then is your final answer Gen final Final answer. That is correct. I totally didn't give it away. It is Generation <laughs> Five. It introduced it introduced twelve Pokemon, uh, twelve Steel types. Thatch, so. we won't even ask for a half point this time. You won't. You won't even add. Oh, thank you so much. Because you gave us a full point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that gives you guys four points for the day. Uh, so we're gonna go to question number three, five. Five, not three. Uh, so, last question. So, <laughs> Just like the question. You can't count. 
Prior <laughs> to the release of Generation 4, Coral Coral held a contest where the fans could name a move in the new po- upcoming Pokemon games, Diamond and Pearl. And it was successfully done. What move was it? What mo- move introduced in Generation 4 was named by the fans? Uh, hint time. Contest. Hint time. It's our last question. It is a dragon type move. All right. Okay, so Gen 4 dragon type move. Okay. Well, Gen the first thing that comes to mind. Gen 4, you said? Yes. Yeah, four dragon four. type moves. We've okay, got Special Rend. We've got Roar of Time. We got Drake. Uh, was that? Uh, <laughs> Something tells me it's like Gen 5. I could be wrong with that, too. Uh, no, it was Gen 4 because in the anime asked teachers okay. to handle Draco Alright, so well, let's keep thinking. Let's keep thinking, man. Let's keep thinking. Not too I'm, much I'm time. Just, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. Uh, Weird named moves. Shizzle did. Fizzle fizzle, is it? <laughs> Question. It's a dragon type move. That's the big kicker. I every fiber of my being is saying Draco Meteor. Okay, yeah, let's go with it. Because it's like it's a brand new move to the gen. Almost every dragon type can learn it. There's only one special move tutor that can teach you that, and it has to be a dragon type to know it. Mm-hmm. So, it is that your final answer? Fan recognition. So I will say Draco Meteor. That is correct on that account. Oh, so that is five woo! points for you guys today. Draco Meteor <laughs> was the move that was named by the fans. That's actually I didn't know that trivia until today, and I thought that was really cool. That is, so, not, I didn't know there was a move named after by the fans. Yeah, neither did I until today. So that <laughs> changes the standing slightly. Um, slightly, <laughs> slightly. Uh, Shamu's still in first. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shamu's still in first. Um, so the, let's go with the new standings. The new standings have Dr. Shamu in first place with 28 points. Scrawn is following up close, not too far behind in second place with 20 points. Fluffiest Whimsicott is in third place with 15. Mr. Maximus in fourth with 11. Jushiro in fifth place with 10. Tied for sixth are Bowen Viger with nine points. Snag Mm -hmm. is in eighth place with seven Ethan and Beaverlaw are tied for ninth with five. And that is the, oh, those are the standings right now, guys. And we will, uh, I guess Sublime also has five points. I, he's also tied for ninth. Um, so, so there we go. And everybody else has yet to get on the board. So join us in next time. And hopefully Shamu isn't here to break the ladder. He's been on a lot recently though. So he's on cooldown. So yeah. it's anybody, it's still anybody's game. Yeah. yeah. yeah I give him a whole bunch of trivia that he doesn't know that everybody else does. Yeah, you no, guys can totally do unlikely. that. We're still holding off to the You guys can totally do that. All right. So next show or next segment, we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back right back at you guys with the topic. Hey, this is Misty, and I think you should sign up for the Puckle Podcast website if you haven't already. You can earn badges, make new friends, chat with me and other hosts of the podcast, and just talk about Pokemon. You should also follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Tumblr to get your Puckle fix. If you haven't already, help us out by reviewing us on iTunes. 
And if you have time, send us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, since fan emails make up a good chunk of our show. So join the Puckle community today. And on to the topic today, and our topic today is a bit of a different one. Uh, this, I was sent this poll by R Sigma, asking about uh, people's favorite way to add to new to add to old Pokemon to make them fresh in the Pokemon games. Because we've had three ways to do that so far in the Pokemon franchise. Uh, the more most recent one would be the regional variants, which I, I think is probably the way Pokemon's going to go in the future, just because of how they only stuck with Gen One this time. You know, that's what we thought about Mega Evolutions, though. Uh, I did not. I was not as strong about the Mega Evolutions as now. I mean, Mega Evolutions happened to everything recently. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like we have fifty Mega Evolutions, and those were spread say- out over everything except for Gen Six. You know, and five because we only got one. Yeah, we only got Audino. What's up with that? Mega Bisharp would be so cool. Mega and anything. Mega Braviary. Yeah, but, something more than just Audino. Yeah, Audino is an odd choice, in my opinion. Mega but, an odd choice. Yeah, but Mega Evolution was Mega Evolution was another way that they did it, making old Pokemon relevant again by giving them new forms, essentially. And then the one, the one after that, one that was prior to that, which is something that I think a lot of people take for granted that hasn't happened since two thousand seven, is that Pokemon used to get new evolutions. Yeah. <laughs> and, Probably yeah. best generation mankind ever made. So, so my question to you guys to start this off is: What was your favorite out of those three? And I really like you the like new evolutions. Next? I really like the new evolutions as well. You really just want new evolutions? You want to see? Uh, you want to see more Electivire? Uh, more Electivire <laughs> no. type scenarios? Just Electivire, that come on, more options out there. Have you even um, seen Yan Mega? I have seen Yon Mega. I I love Yon Mega. Don't don't get me wrong. I really love Yon Mega. I I I mean the only problem was when they did it in Gen Four. I really think they just were they like they like okay let's take this Pokemon and now let's make it chubby. And that's that's what they did. Like look at Magmar to Magmordar, and then uh, Tangela to Tangrowth. And that's what they did. I, I, if they do it, I don't want them to be lazy about it. It's like we need know? to have more like Weaviles. We need more. Uh, yeah, Weavile was a good one. Gliscor was Gliscor was good. Gliscor. We need more young megas. Yeah, though, like there were some good ones. We need but, more Magnezones. I'm putting that out there right now. Uh, they just made Magneton chubby, and then no, he's and, beautiful in the way yeah. that he is. <laughs> and they they also have uh, they who else was chubby? Rhyperior. He was just chubby right on. And that's, I mean, that's, I really feel like that's what they did in Gen 4. Honchkrow is just chubby Murkrow. Yes. (laughs) Miss Magius was cool, though. Miss Magius was cool. Uh, But then you have Togekiss, just chubby Togetic. I'm pretty sure that every Pokemon evolution is just one Pokemon getting fatter and looking a bit different. Except for, like, Gloom to Bellossom Fetch. It's always that way. No, it's not that way. Because, like, if you go from Gloom to Vileplume, it's a different Pokemon. It's just... The the other ones just weren't different to me. That's another way to do it. Uh, along with evolutions, have more branched evolutions. Branch, branched evolutions, I think, are a fantastic idea. I do like that. Because then you have your options. It's like, oh, I could go with Slowbro, but Slowcane's pretty cool. I, I agree with you there. I think it'd be really cool to get branched evolutions. Like, it would have been really cool if some of the uh, Alolan forms could have been branched evolutions. Instead yeah. of being, like, completely regional variant. 
because I was I was just, really hoping that was the case, so that if you evolve, like you could still get you could still get chubby executor, as opposed to uh expect as opposed to dragon executor. You say short executor. Not every not every evolution is fat. Patch. Come on. He he's chubby. Okay, <laughs> he's got some image problems though. <laughs> he's got some body image problems. Going to a personal trainer every Friday. <laughs> he was just working out. That's why we got a low. Started from the bottom. Now I'm up here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm raising the bar, literally. But yeah, Viger Vi- was your favorite as well. Just the normal evolutions. You said that. I did already. like the normal evolutions, but I will say Mega Evolution was something that I really wasn't expecting. I I thought Mega Evolution was a really good way because it, you they they've they've uh, unofficially capped themselves at max of three stages in a Pokemon line. Yeah. Which, so let's give them a let's give some a temporary stage that they can only mm-hmm. use in battle. Yeah, you Digimon and <laughs> yeah, and I mean, there's no beating around the bush. It's that's, Digimon. That's it's whatever. It uh, uh, to be honest, I also like the Gen Seven. Uh, you know the the Alolan uh, specifics mainly because I consider myself sort of like a scientific mind. I I think that's it's ultimately good to immerse youth in the idea of you know selective mm-hmm. evolution, etc. Um, I wish it wasn't just to like Gen One Pokemon. I I think yeah. they did that because of the twentieth anniversary. In all honesty, and mm-hmm. I think they also did it so because I think they're trying to uh, they're keeping the Mega Evolution card and the regional variant card in their back pocket. You know, I, I because think, like, like the next game, they're gonna people are gonna expect this now because this is a trend. Yeah, gonna what expect I'm thinking some... is what's gonna happen is that whether it be like a Sun and Moon two, or mm-hmm. it becomes Dusk Diamond or whatever, pearlescent Pearl, yeah. whatever, whatever the Diamond and Pearl remakes will be, because let's be honest, they're going to happen sometime. They're they're either going to happen in Gen Seven or Gen Eight. I don't know if they'll happen in. I don't know if they'll happen in Gen Seven. One hundred percent. It'll be sooner or later, but they'll happen eventually. Eight mm-hmm. is divisible by four, so it's going to be in Gen Eight. <laughs> Point being, <laughs> what happens? Diamond in, and Pro remakes confirmed. Yeah. What, point being, whether it be a Sun and Moon sequel or the Diamond Pro remake, what probably will happen is either we will get more like regional variants of older Pokemon that weren't initially given regional variants, or we will see different mega evolutions introduced that we hadn't seen before. Mainly, probably more Gen 5 and maybe a few Gen 6 mega evolutions. Because I feel mm-hmm. like as far as mega evolutions go, 1 through 4 is basically done and done. I don't think we're going to be seeing Oh yeah, if there's remakes, if there, if there are remakes, they're definitely not going to do... I don't think they can... I don't, you can only timeline things so much to retcon regional variants into like Sinnoh. Yeah. So it, it, you can, you can retcon enough to get mega evolution there. That makes sense to me, but yeah, you can't, I don't think you can shoehorn in like, Oh, there's new regional variants in Sinnoh. And it's just like, okay, why does this, like, uh, that, that's what I'm saying. Like regional variants would probably be for new area, new regions, mm-hmm. new generations. It wouldn't be a retcon remake generation. And then you do mega evolutions for remakes. Yeah. That would and make then you sense. Do mega evolutions for remakes. That's, that's not a bad idea. That would be a good pattern for them to fall into. It's in like an ideal world, in an ideal world, you go okay. back to or with the main generation Pokemon games. You know, like or for Pokemon. Oh my gosh! And stuff. Yeah, no, I would, I would be so down if they did a uh, not even a remake, but just an update to it. Like, I, I would be okay to go run through or the same game 
but you just add in all of the current Pokemon. Yeah. You know, like just make the new game. Cause there's so many people now that probably have never touched Coliseum. And if you put that on the switch, if you're like, Hey, look at this grungy looking kid on the Nintendo switch. And he's got, he's like, I got my Umbreon and my Espeon. And then I steal other people's Pokemon that are evil. And then I make them not evil with love. And it's just like that's the whole story, right? And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much. I, it. I've just summed up. I've just summed up Pokemon Coliseum, and I and feel XD like in a nutshell, XD is a little bit more kid friendly. That that is the one thing I didn't like about it. Like uh, Coliseum was really good because you're playing as like this 17 year old kid who used to work for the evil team, and then you're just going out. The double battles were really cool because it was a little bit more fast paced, in my opinion, and. Yeah. It was also a format that people don't usually do, which I yeah. think would be really cool in this day and age with a lot of people trying to get into VGC, just being able to actively try different things right? Um, and just see what – just get a better feel for the double double battle mechanics in person. It's uh, it's it's nuts. It's I really enjoy it. Um, it's – that game was really good. I mean this, the premise was good. I, looking back on it, it hasn't aged well with me. Personally, just because the Gen 3 mechanics are just so out of date. Yeah. Right? You know, because you're, the phys- physical special split hasn't happened yet. That's probably the biggest thing for me. Um, the, yeah. And fairy type has really grown on me in the past couple of years. So, like, missing that and being like, well, I've got this Salamence and nobody can stop me. And another way, yes. I, could, another way I could see, like, an XD Coliseum thing sort of doing is kind of what uh, the last gen 6 movies sort of hinted at was a corrupted mega evolution state mm-hmm. like we take shadow pokemon but that would be really cool evolution. actually like I'd, i would be okay with a mega evolution world themed like like it's just the different dimension like they did with Oraz for or i think that would be really cool they could i i honestly think those games would do really well and if people are just like i don't think they're gonna put a main game pokemon like a mainline pokemon on the switch for a while I think it would be really cool to put on something like Pokemon Coliseum. I one because you get your battle simulator back, which I think is phenomenal. But at the same time, you've got the story that people would totally be into. Yeah, and it, it's enough of a standalone game that you don't need the 3ds. And I, I'm not honestly, I'm not sure on the 3ds's connectivity with uh, Pokemon Coliseum, but they could easily just integrate Pokemon Bank into it. Absolutely, this day and age of the internet. Nintendo's slowly but surely figuring out how that thing works, but we're, yeah, get, I, we're getting there. Yeah, I mean, Pokemon Pokemon Bank was the greatest idea they've had. Yeah. Like, when they announced it in Gen 3, I mean, that's honestly what kick-started Puckle back up, was they announced Pokemon Bank. And I'm like, this is such a phenomenal idea. And well, I thought it was implemented. Uh, other than the launch, I thought it was implemented phenomenally. Uh, when we finally got it in Gen 7, and it just worked incredibly smoothly, moving Pokemon over from Gen 6 to Gen 7. And that's exactly how it's probably going to be for the rest of our lives with Pokemon, is they're just going to keep using this Pokemon bank. And that's how you're going to do your transfers. It's a one-solution-fit-all. You don't have to come up with new transfer methods every generation. You have Pokemon bank. And I, I think it's a phenomenal idea. Yeah. I feel like that was the best way to just sort of like fix that issue was just well yeah i mean they could service. they could so easily do it with uh with pokemon go even if they wanted the if they figure out how they want to do the transfer mechanics i mean they've shown going from gen 1 to gen 7 now that you can they they've got algorithms to help you figure out pokemon 
um, stats from that. And I mean, the Pokemon Go stats are completely different than real Pokemon stats. But yeah. the, only, the only thing I would fear is it would be too related to how good the Pokemon is in the game. Because then you'll have a bunch of people who play the actual Pokemon game playing Pokemon Go. And just being right. like, well, now I have perfect IVs on everything. True. And, and I can I have whatever like ways I want. I feel like there shouldn't be that sort of backwards compatibility via from like the main series to Pokemon Go. But I, can see, I would, I would I like can Pokemon series, Go to the main series. I can seriously see Pokemon Go going to the main series. I could see that. I would but like no that a lot. backwards to that. I like that. Just, I, that I like it being more of a transfer. I like that. Because then how do you convert that Pokemon in the main series with four moves over to... Two moves in Pokemon. Two That's moves true. And go with whatever stat conversion would actually occur you're, and everything. You, you, you know what? Be... You're 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 exactly right. You're exactly right. Uh, with the um, when you bring the two moves over from Go, it's just like they're blanks. Like teach it whatever. It knows yep. these moves right now because it's up at this level, and you got all these TMs that you've acquired. That, too. Honestly, honestly, you're right. You you honestly, it has to be a transfer. It has to be a transfer if they do Pokemon Go. And I, but back to the original topic <laughs> question about uh, how to add it. I mean, this was a good conversation. I'm happy yeah. with it. Uh, <laughs> I love this. Yeah. No, it's not, <laughs> but I think it would be really, I don't know. I think, I think like, I think we came to the good conclusion of being like that they'll save regional variants for new games and then mega evolution for remakes and stuff of that sort. I, I do say that if you were going to make more megas, gen four remake would be a good start. Because mm-hmm. out of all the mega evolutions that we have as of right now, I think it's mostly four only has five. It only mm-hmm. has Garchomp, Lucario, Obama Snow, Lopany, Gallade, and well, actually that's it. And then as we've mentioned before, Gen Five only has so it's a, and Gen Six to a degree only has Deontay. But I don't really say we count that one because he's mythic. Mm-hmm. Movie and whatnot. It's not an actual like regular Pokemon like all the other night evolutions before it. I yeah, feel like there's just there's miss there's missing potential that other games could fit in there. Remakes of Gens four and maybe Gen five two later on. Oh my gosh! Don't talk about Gen five remakes, yet. please, <laughs> please. But work. I want them. I feel I feel like a Gen four remake is already enough in my mind, just pushing the bounds of what should be happening. I like, look to the future, and I like like to like Gen three to me was like I don't want this to happen, but it probably will. And Gen four right now to me is just like if they do it, they're literally just pandering to this, to this, this? Uh, the formula scary, that they've built. The scary thing is that later down the line, when we are all at that ripe old age, we'll be shaking our walking sticks at the six remake. Like, that won't honestly. That probably won't be that far away. That'll be like ten <laughs> years from now. Because yeah. I, I mean, look, Diamond or uh, the remakes for um, for uh, Gen three came out literally only eleven years after Gen three came out. So just give it eleven to twelve years, and you'll probably have a remake. Absolutely. Like, uh, I mean, even then, the remakes for uh, Red and Blue, Fire Red and Leaf Green, those came out within eight years of their original launch in Japan, and six years from their original launch on the Game Boy Color. Yeah. But then everything else is about ten to a ten to twelve years, so you look at which is still phenomenal to me. Like I just can't believe that ten to twelve years, and then you just get a remake of that game. Mm-hmm. And Diamond and Pearl isn't are up for it. It's twenty seventeen. It's twenty seventeen. Isn't, isn't it a wonderful thought? Yeah, uh, wonderful. Maybe not the word that I would use, but uh, 
I because like at that point I'm just like these came out ten years ago. And thinking about that now because Diamond and Pearl came out ten years ago, like literally about ten years ago from now was the U U S release of Diamond and Pearl, which yeah. I. I can't wrap my head around. And that to me is, I'm just sitting here being like, they could announce those remakes literally next month. Uh-huh, that can literally yeah. be what's next. Uh, I guess we'll find out soon enough. Oh, we will on the next Maybe episode. Around the corner. Am I going to tease it for something? <laughs> I, well, I, they don't, Pokemon doesn't do uh, E3 turns out fun fact. Uh, Pokemon has never made a major announcement, like a game announcement at E3. Well, Pokemon always had gyms in their games, but look what happened there. Yeah, well, the the company <laughs> the company itself is kind They're of changing just, everything. So they changed their E three approach now too. The Pokemon company kind of just does their own thing, and depending on yeah. like how much Nintendo wants to like push it on the Switch or something like that, that might change. But I I, I, I really I really think we're gonna see a standalone announcement sometime in May. If, if there is a game this year, that's when we will hear about it. Yeah, and if we don't, as much as we're probably going to get, it's just probably like a screenshot or just some of the Nintendo executives talking about, oh, there's a Pokemon Switch game in the works. Stay tuned. Yeah, that's that's probably all you'll hear. Like, they'll be like, all. oh, yeah, they're working on a Pokemon game. And... We'll all hear it, but we won't see it. Yeah, I, I think if, you, if there's going to be a game release this year, they're going to announce it next month. And if they announce it next month, it's going to be something that was easy for them to put together, like a Diamond and Pearl remake. Yeah, and that would be that would be something to keep the 3DS sales going strong because Nintendo has not had a problem selling 3DSs recently at all. Uh, so much so that they just like uh, they've sold out over Christmas, <laughs> like no problem. Yeah. It's just like this is a system that came out in 2011, so. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. think they'll have a problem with it. And if they put another Pokemon game out, that's another se- season where they're going to sell a lot of 3DSs again. Because it's going to be seen exactly. as the it's gonna, as the budget model to the um, to the Switch. Hmm. That's, where, that's where it's going to stand. I've actually seen a video explaining how... In America, we all know that Nintendo basically has the entire handheld market cornered. Oh, absolutely. They've monopolized that thing like no one other's business, but and I don't know if I don't know if Scrong can say for certain about this. But oh, this is this Japan, is true. I think, in Japan, yeah. it's a completely different thing because PS Vita is actually the biggest contender against the 3DS as far as uh, like, mobile, like mobile as gaming. As like mobile. mobile gaming, I think is bigger, but I think for handheld, I think I think the uh, Vita does really well in Japan. It does yeah, well, but the 3DS is still really popular. I think it's really like close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it's yeah. much closer than here. Yeah, uh, here, here, like I, I know one guy with a Vita, and he was just like, "Yeah, this is the worst purchase decision I've ever made." Yeah, Vita is more or less a joke here in the states. He's just like, he's like, this was a, this was a two hundred dollar controller for my PlayStation Four. <laughs> and that's partially the reason why. Nintendo made the switch was just basically solidify their place. I mean, it, they, it is a good competitor. It is a good competitor with the uh, with the Vita. Yeah, and we'll we'll see though. We'll see. Yep. Yeah. Only time will tell. They have a lot more games here as well for PS Vita, mm-hmm. so that might have something to do with it. Yeah, well, they they have a lot of JRPGs, like a lot on the Vita. Here, they're just RPGs. Well, yeah. <laughs> wait. 
<laughs> Thanks for that, Scron. The more you know. Happy to help. <laughs> All right. So I, I think this is where we'll wrap up the, the conversation for right now. We're going to take a short commercial break, guys. And we are going to catch you guys on the flip-flop and come back right at you with the Pokemon of the episode. Are you frothing for some tasty tidbits in your pie hole? Yeah. Well, come on down to Rhyhorn Steakhouse, where until the 10th of May, we have an all-you-can-eat cool fish bar for $19.99. If that doesn't rock your wagon, try our traditional Rhyhorn Steaks, now with five more seasonings, including Bound Sweet Juice and Scent of Trubbish. Mmm, tasty! Rhyhorn Steakhouse, where if it moves, we'll serve it. <laughs> episode and welcome back guys to the pokemon the episode the pokemon the episode is national decks number 59 arcanine the legendary pokemon it's pokemon alpha sapphire pokedex entry states arcanine is known for its high speed it is said to be capable of running over 6200 miles in a single day and night the fire that blazes wildly within this pokemon's body is its source of power that is an oddly specific number of miles. Yes, an oddly uh, specific time. Day. Like everything in the uh, everything in the Pokedex, uh, Arcanine's actually a really decent Pokemon. He's got some really well-rounded stats. He's got a base one ten attack, base one hundred special attack, base eighty in both defenses, a base ninety HP, and a base ninety five speed. Like these are all decent stats. Now, that said, that's he's not like spectacular in any of them, but is he good? But go yeah. ahead, Viger. I was just going to say, he's pro- I consider him to be like the OGOP. Yeah, I mean, back <laughs> in the day, he probably was. He was intended to be a legendary Pokemon, actually. Yeah. Like, actually was. Because it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be like um, Articuno, Zapdos, Arcanine, and then something else. And then they couldn't come up with the something else, or it didn't work. And they ended up just making up Moltres. And they're just like, well, we still have this Arcanine thing. We'll just leave it. We'll just and make it its own. Yeah. Fun we'll make a smaller version of it. Let's get a fun fact about Arcanine. Okay. It is based off of the mythological creature known as the Kirin. Uh, and, like, you guys probably, if you've heard of it, you probably know known of it as the Kyrin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the, pronounced Kirin. And it's... Uh, in China. Yes. A, a, yes, in China and Japan, basically anywhere where East Asian uh, Buddhism had an influence. Uh, it was a messenger of the gods. Okay. It does explain its yeah. legendary status. So, or mm-hmm. skeptical legendary status. Uh, Arcanine's really shines not in OU like we typically do an analysis for, but he does do really well in VGC right now. Um, in a meta that really needs fire types, it early on they grabbed Marowak, but now Arcanine's on like seventy five percent of all like top cut teams. So, um, Arcanine. Arcanine's a lot of fun. Well, he gets a lot of good moves. Burn Up's a decent move if you want to hit hard as a special attacker. You can also right. go ahead. He gets extreme speed, so he gets some decent That's priority. I was going to say extreme speed is his bread and butter right there. On top of that, you could run something like a Fireum Z set, uh, which is really good as well. So you can go ahead and you can use the Z move with him. And he, he does do da- he does good damage with uh, 252 attack um, and an adamant nature. With uh, the Z move, he can two hit KO a defensive uh, Porygon two with Eviolite on it. It can, so that's good. Mm-hmm. 
It can also Oko. It can also Oko a a Celestila with no defense investment. Um, It can also and a wild charge because he does get access to wild charge. That should be noted. Can actually uh, take out a a a not defensive Gyarados. Um, And on the defensive side, you can even just with minimal investment. In my opinion, this is very minimal. They can. With uh, 76 HP and 12 special defense, Arcanine can take a hit from a Tapu Koko. Um, from a from a Tapu Koko, from a life orb Tapu Koko in electric terrain. It's a Dang. 2 hit KO, which is really good. Now here's, now here's my question. Uh, do you want to run Intimidate, Flashfire, or Justified? Uh, you're running Intimidate because you're playing in VGC. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only deterrent for that right now is Melodic with Competitive. So, Intimidate is a really safe play. It's an incredibly safe play. And a lot of teams are running multiple Intimidate users, and it, it, it is a, it's a good play, because a lot of things are physical attackers right now. Outside of Tapu Koko and stuff like that. Though the physical Tapu Koko, when it comes out, people do not expect it. So <laughs> When it comes do, out. Well, well yeah, knows. when it does. When it, like, if you have a physical Tapu Koko, that's unexpected right now. Yeah. Like for Brave Bird and U-Turn and stuff? Uh, Brave Bird, U-Turn, I think he gets Wild Charge as well. Mm, and yeah. so, I mean, Tapu Koko's got a great move pool, and his attack stat is higher than his special attack stat. Gotcha. So, just gotcha. something to keep in mind. And <laughs> just something to keep in mind. But yeah, uh, you could run him with a variety of items as well. He also gets access to moves like Snarl, which is really good in VGC, dropping special attacks after you get the Intimidate off. You just basically citrus, you just cripple them attack wise. Yeah, and you, I mean, you can get Will O Wisp to back up the attack, the physical attack drop even more. So yeah. he's got a lot of options. There's a lot of ways to run him in a lot of different spreads. It's it's really personal preference and team needs that you need to build for. So I wouldn't be able to give you like a generic Arcanine to use. Mm-hmm. But there there's some good calcs, and I would suggest, as I have on the Battlecast prior about VGC, go ahead and check out Trainer Tower. Um, they are essentially the Smogon of. Um, of VGC right now. And it's really great because people are starting to open up and actually show their sets. Uh, moving on, though, I think uh, I let's talk some more about Arcanine and the TCG as well as the VGC, right? Yeah. Uh, Arcanine's got th- four cards. Four cards in rotation. Four. Count them. Um, one of them is Arcanine Break. One is from Breakpoint. One is from Evolutions. And one is from Sun and Moon. Now, Scrawn, I want you to ask me, how many of those cards are good? Mm, how many of those cards are good? None. Okay. So let's go, <laughs> let's go through it one at a time. Okay. We're going to start with the worst of the worst. We're going to start with the, uh, with the Evolutions Arcanine, which was uh, a reprint artwork-wise of the Arcanine from base set. Now, 130 HP. Its ability is Burning Road. Once during your turn before your attack, if this Pokemon was on the bench and became your active Pokemon this turn, you may move any number of fire energy attached to your Pokemon to this Pokemon. Well, that's all right. Uh, Then you consider his attack, which is three fires and one colorless, Scorching Breath for 150. This Pokemon can't attack your next turn. So that that Arcanine is just sitting there. Um, It'd be a good finishing move, but I don't think that's anything uh, worth laughing at. Nope. Uh, so the next one is the Breakpoint Arcanine. Uh, for this is this was included, I believe, in the uh, it's in one of the decks theme decks. I don't think it's in the uh, Steam Siege one. I think it's in the one that TCGO gives you uh, to just play fire with. So it's in there. It's not great for one colorless. You can do uh, flop for thirty, 
And for two fire and a colorless, you can do flamethrower for 90. Uh, and you have to then you have to discard it. because it's flamethrower. So, meh, not great. 110 HP. Nah, again, not a great card. Uh, Sun and Moon just came out with a new card, though. Uh, for one fire and two colorless, you can do Searing Flame for 60. And it also burns your active Pokemon. And Burn has made a new comeback in the TCG. So, check that out. Uh, and for three fire and a colorless, you can do Firestorm for 190. Which I will admit is an insane amount of damage. But I think at the cost of three of- fire energies... Uh, as discarding those when you're done. Unless you got three burning energy there, I don't think it's worthwhile. We don't have anything like a fire patch coming. We just have aqua patch coming in Guardians Rising. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't see that being super useful. You you might be able to make it work if you can get two burning energies on it and you can just keep like fill, filling it up with uh, one more. Because 190 does take out a lot of Pokemon. It'll take out something like a... Uh, I believe it takes out Tapu Lele GX and I believe it also takes out Tapu Coco GX. Yeah. Um, if those become prominent, 190 will do that damage. If you have a Professor Kukui on top of that, or even a Muscle Band or a Choice Band, you can go ahead and you'll probably also do an additional. Uh, you can take out Umbreon and Espeon GX as well with just that one attack. Though it, it should be noted that this does take a lot of setup. So that's not great. Yeah. This is at 130 HP as well. Um, but Arcanine Break exists as well, which might alleviate some of that time while you're trying to uh, set up your Pokemon. And you could, uh, you, you could probably run multi- an Arcanine break in addition to a Arcanine from Sun and Moon. And that might work out really well because he can do, uh, tur- he's got 160 HP. So it's a nice HP buff for Arcanine. Not great. I think, mo- I think Renendra break, it's like 170. So it's a little bit better, but, uh, Turbo Flame does for a fire and a colorless. So the, probably the least amount of energy we've seen out of any of his good moves so far. Um, it does 80 damage to your opponent, and on top of that, you get to attach two basic energy cards from your discard pile to one of your bench Pokemon. Now, this is pretty much the same attack that you can get with the Volcanion card for one one fire energy, so uh, I wouldn't, I would, again, take this one with a great assault. But if you really are attached to Arcanine, you can, I think this is the way to run it. You just run heavy Volcanion, stage three Volcan, or stage two Volcanion. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, the cards aren't that good. Uh, For as amazing right. of a Pokemon as Arcanine can be in the BGC, I'm honestly, like, the moment that they come out with a really good Lando T card is the day that I just, like, flip my desk. Because, like, Lando T was so good in VGC. It was so good in OU. And it was really, really, and if it becomes really good in the TCG, I'm just going to be like, why are we playing Pokemon? It's just Lando T now. Why don't we just say we're playing Lando T? And so it's uh, – thank God there's no Lando T card. That's good. So let's see. Any fun trivia about Arcanine? His yeah, shiny is really cool. He's got good I've, shiny. He's got I've a good, nice yellow-ish, greenish sort of – I don't know if it has a good shiny is really trivia. That's that's yeah. my – that's good trivia for me. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. There's really only two real good like trivia facts to discuss, okay. and both of them have kind of been aforementioned already, as it is. But though Arcanine is not a legendary Pokemon, and being specifically stated that it is a legendary Pokemon species, it is seen in an engraving along with Moltres, Articuno, and Zapdos in the second Pokemon anime episode, Pokemon Emergency. It's like there's a tablet, you see the red engraving with Moltres, yeah. you see the blue with Articuno. I think, I think it was because Arcanine Zapdos. was... 
I, I'm pretty sure Arcanine was intended to be a legendary Pokemon at one point. At some point, it was supposed to be. Yeah. And for whatever rhyme or reason, things changed. Yep. Yeah. And Ar- and then it was like, could have could Arcanine have been like a legendary beast instead? What does it have the same base stat total as Articuno and Moltres and Zapdos? I, That's what I want it, to know. There is no trivia it's that at, says it's it. at fifty. It's five hundred fifty-five. I, I mean, it would be really cool if they did. It might just be something that they missed. 555. I'm pulling up Moltres right now just to see, like, base stat totals with Moltres. I'm pulling Articuno right now. Let's see. Um, base stat totals Artic- 580 for Moltres. Yep, and same for Articuno. So, no, no. It has a, it has a smaller base stat total. It wouldn't be as, it wouldn't be as powerful. So, yeah. But either way, uh, the last bit of trivia with it is many of Arcanine's Pokedex entries, starting with the one in the Japanese Pokemon Red, Reference the real world, specifically China, which Scrawn had previously stated that's where Arcanine gets most of his cultural inspiration from. That's good. All right. That's always, so, that's always interesting to find out is when a Pokemon Pokedex entry references a real world location. Then you then you start thinking it's like, well, where is Pokemon then? If <laughs> they know we exist. Exactly. Uh all right, we're going to move on to the mailbag here after uh, we do the short advertisement. I say, go check out FuckoPodcast.com. Sometimes I fly will write an awesome article about Arcanine at some point this week. Um, those are awesome articles as well as any of the other awesome articles that our writers have been putting up on the website. So please check those out. Uh, but yeah, we're going to head on over to the mailbag and read some emails from you guys. So we're going to kick it on over. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. The mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink known as Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, we'll be giving the Green Tauros badge to anybody that we deem worthy. So we're going to jump right into it. Uh, if you're new to the show, this is the segment where we read listener mail. Uh, you can send us an email by sending us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We typically have a question to ask you, but you can send it about literally anything. So... Our uh, first email, our, our question last week was, um, I totally forgot the question last week. I already remembered oh. it, and I and I didn't I didn't write it down. Um, so the question is going to be, oh, what's your favorite unused type combination? That's it. Uh, so um, also before we begin, uh, shout out to uh, what's her name? I'm going to say Kate. Uh, I'm not going to read the email just because it doesn't say anything. But shout out to Kate because she sent us an email. Um, moving on though, our first email is going to be from. Uh, Professor Snag. Dear Thatch, huh. Trainer Thatch, and his co-host, whoever he has, who might be me, whoa, so many parentheses. <laughs> I had to write in this to this mailbag because this topic of unused type com- combinations was the first mailbag topic I responded to nearly two years ago when I first joined Puckle. I'm embarrassed myself by listing off several types that already existed, such as Psychic Steel, Bronzong and Metagross, or Grass Dragon in Mega Sceptile, or other silly things that already existed. Despite this, I still managed to get the Green Taurus badge, earn a writing position, and am now a regular co-host and have Game Corner. Anyway, I feel like fighting Electric would be cool. 
I imagine an extremely fast boxer that that has a joy that has joy buzzers on joy buzzer on the gloves. Also, how isn't Bug Dragon a thing yet? Not only could they have done it with Flygon, but Yan Mega. It's literally a dragonfly. <laughs> also, Dark Fairy would be really neat. I could see it being the cute mythic Pokemon of the generation, or something in the vein of Hoopa. Without further ado, I will end this mailbag with saying I do have the Green Taurus badge and a hashtag Puckle10. Smell you later, Professor Snag. I'm pretty sure we should like make having the Green Taurus badge like a requirement to be a co-host, you know? <laughs> no, that's such a barrier to entry. Um, uh, uh, Scrod, I'm going to give you the next two, because the next one from uh, Lamp... Right. Lamp forever. Uh, I'll, I'll just read it as it says. Uh, and we're back. It's insert stereotypical American name, and I'm here on faux news. Oh, I was supposed to insert something there. Uh, and we're back. It's Ron Miller. Burgundy. And I am here on <laughs> phone news to discuss the new Yokai Watch game, Psychic Specters. What's that? It's a Pokemon podcast, LLC. <laughs> oh, well, let's go to commercial break. <laughs> I don't understand, but it's fine. I like you're gonna get guy. you're gonna get this next one from Pokemon Ranger. He's a new guy, and I really I really want to I really want to hear from him. Okay, is, yeah, I got it. I got okay. it. <laughs> Hey, Puckle. First time responder here. Have to say, I really enjoy your podcast. On to my response. You mentioned a fire fairy combo, and I know just the Pokemon to slap that type combo on. Mega Rapidash. I am no artist, so my vision of what this would look like is limited. But Rapidash already has a horn, and I envision Rapidash mega-ing to a Gloral ES unicorn with a speed stat that matches its namesake. As you mentioned, there are many benefits to this typing. Also, a bit off-topic, but what is the only wild caught fire Pokemon in... Oh, what is the only wild caught fire Pokemon in Diamond Pearl? Hashtag Gen 4 confirmed. The answer is Rapidash. The answer is Ponyta. Ponyta, yeah. Ponyta slash Rapidash are the only catchable Um, fire types in the main game. Actually, if you have... doesn't count. No, 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 no. Actually, <laughs> if you have a normal DS and you have a copy of Leaf Green, you get a 5% chance of finding Magby in Where? Diamond or Pearl. Where, at though? Fuego Ironworks. That's in the post game. I'm pretty sure. <sighs> no, it's not. No, it's not. You're right. You're right. Well, high thatch. <laughs> Viker, you can get this next one from... Uh, oh, darn. That Mongo. would have been a really good trivia Mongo. question. That honestly would have been. We wasted it. Darn it. Wasted uh, it. Yeah. All right. So I've got this one from Babalu. Uh, oh, wait. There's one from Babalu. Yes. Did I miss it? Oh, yeah. You got the one from Babalu then. Okay. So we're all on the same page here. All yes. Right. We <coughs> are. We are now. <laughs> okay. Hey, Thatch and co-hosts. Babalu here once again with the mailbag question. I have a few ideas for unused type combinations. For fire grass, I was thinking of a porcupine, but with dried grass instead of quills. There would be there would be smoke coming up from its back and a soft red glow coming from the base of the grass. 
for a I feel like that would just hit like really hard to home for a lot of people, especially in like California. Oh, uh, yeah, my house burned yeah. out of the fires, but I yeah, I, I was just thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> just like wildfires happening naturally. Nobody, no, it's like, a walking, talking <laughs> reminder. Like that's the equivalent of like we made a hurricane Katrina Pokemon. Ah, uh, like yeah. <laughs> we made a hurricane Katrina. <laughs> Like, we ain't a Pokemon based on natural disasters. Hashtag triggered. <laughs> yeah. For fire water type, I was thinking of a steam cloud Pokemon. Volcanian. Sorry. <laughs> I'll admit that it does look a bit like Ghastly, but this would be a friendly looking gas cloud. But to explain the final piece of the steam Pokemon, we must look at Dilmai's. He is a ghost grass Pokemon, but his ability Steel Worker essentially give him stat bonus in steel moves. That's so, so true. Yeah. He's an honorary so for, steel type. Honorary. So for this Steam Pokemon, I would like him to be Fire Water with an ability that gives him a stat bonus to ghost moves. He can call this ability Gaseous Form. And that's spelled with no E. So just in case. <laughs> And he, my he, spelled new- right. he spelled gaseous right. He spelled gaseous right. Oh, gaseous right, and then form with no E, so he knows uh, how to spell. Uh. Yeah. That E. And my final new type combination would be normal ghost. This Pokemon would be inspired by Slenderman because he would look fairly plain and not a lot of detail to him, but have a big spooky factor to him. After all that, I should get going so this email doesn't get too long. Thanks for reading and keep up with the awesome work. Hashtag Puckle 10. Babaloo. All right. Uh, all right. So I'll grab this next one from Mongo. Hey, Thatch and Friends. Trademark. Mongo here. I found you folks around the time Sun and Moon drop, and I've listened to every episode since, and some from the archive. I've got my, got my start way back when Red and Blue were in their prime, but I didn't have a Game Boy of my own. I would borrow my cousin's setup every chance I could, but I wasn't ever able to save the game. When Christmas finally came around, I got a Game Boy Color, but alas, no Pokemon. When I finally got my hands on gold, it was one of the most amazing games I'd ever played. I grabbed my Cyndaquil and set off on a grand adventure. When I was 13 and Gold and Silver came out, uh, I was 13 when Gold and Silver came out, so I didn't have a lot of friends who played and often felt like I was alone in my Poke love. but 17 later, years later, I'm still going strong. I have found a bunch, whole bunch more people in my life that play, and we have a blast making ridiculous teams to beat each other up with. I'm currently setting up a competitive team in Sun and Moon while I make my way through a copy of Soul Silver I found in a box of old stuff. I wanted to be able to trade, evolve, then recollect all the games, so I also went on a hunt for a copy of Heart Gold. When I loaded the existing file on the Heart Gold, I found whoever had started uh, started it was all the way to Goldenrod City with only one Pokemon in this party, a shiny Quilava. The best part about this is that the sprite that follows you while walking is also shiny. Upon reaching Goldenrod and getting to the name raider, the name was gibberish and I refused to be locked into such things. I transferred it to my Soul Silver and now have a, that and a shiny Weeping Bell caught after running out of repels. Is it just me, or does every shiny encounter seem to yield subpar Pokemon IV and nature-wise? Uh, probably wild, but if you, like, hunt hunt shinies, it's a little bit better. If you're, like, shiny hunting, like, the Twitch peoples. Yeah. Anyway, enough about that. In response to the mailbag question, I would personally love to see a starter trio get dual types upon final evolution that are the opposite of their original type. 
Fire gets water typing. Grass gets fire typing. Water gets grass typing. I love how the types rotated in X and Y and would love to see some new type combos on starters. The types actually didn't rotate in X and Y. Because Dark was super effective against... So the Water Dark is super effective on two accounts to the Water Psychic. And then the... Or the Fire Psychic. And then the Fire Psychic is super effective to two accounts to the Grass Fighting and such so far. Yeah. Um, I guess more than anything, I'd like a non-mythic legendary... Sla- uh, a non-mythic slash legendary Fire Grass physical attacker. Well, that's it for now. And sorry for the wall of text, Mongo. That's actually not that bad. I've had worse emails. Way worse emails. All right. Jedi DJ. Jedi DJ. All right. Greetings from Florida to Thatch and whoever he has, hopefully Scron. I am writing in late Saturday. <laughs> added that in. Added I just in. had to send an email this week because of all the exciting things that keep happening to me in Pokemon. First off, I caught my first ever shiny. I was just chilling outside the Pokemon daycare when I ran into a shiny Mudbray. I about fell out of my seat with excitement. The second awesome thing that is happening for me is that I am starting to suck less at Pokemon battles. I managed to hit 1603 on the doubles ladder in battle. But I know that this may not be an accomplishment for y'all, but it was a big deal to me. That's actually, that said, not, that's actually that's a decent accomplishment. I mean, yeah. 1600 when you're getting into a game is a pretty big deal, especially when you're talking about the actual Nintendo ladder. Okay. Don't you like start at 1500 though? Yeah, but I mean 60 they don't it doesn't increment you like Showdown does where Showdown's like here's here's 50 points. Um this one increments you at like 10. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, 15 good. or 10 I would say. I mean, it says it, it, the 1600 means like you've played a substantial number of battles and you still have a good number of wins over losses. Like I think he sends us a picture and so he's got 19 wins and 13 losses, so that's not bad. Yeah. I mean that's that's a that's a win rate of over sixty percent. All right. Well, with all that said, I wanted to pose a question to you guys. Has the size of Pokemon ever bothered or surprised you? Example: the size of Electrode has always shocked me. Ha 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 ha! I always <laughs> want him. To- I always want him to be smaller than he is. However, the size of Galvantula has never bugged me. Ha 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 ha! ha. <laughs> Also, the size of Dialga makes him feel more like a how-to-train-your-dragon Pokemon instead of a pocket monster. Anyways, thanks for the great podcast, and may the Force be with you, Jedi DJ. Hashtag Puckle 10, hashtag sorry for the long email, hashtag Pokemon size matters. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I really I like, like the email. I like Mongo a lot, actually. I like I puns. I like puns, so I'm going with Jedi DJ. I'm pretty sure he already has it. You know, I felt a real good connection with Professor Snag guy, though. (laughs) He already has it as well. No, you're right. Uh, Mongo's good since Jedi DJ. Mongo, Mongo, go ahead and submit for the Green Taurus badge on the PucklePodcast.com website uh, to grab it. And uh, from there, we will uh, go ahead and end the show. Our mailbag question next week for you guys is, uh, what way do you like the uh, like the addition of Pokemon? Do you like seeing evolutions of previous Pokemon? Do you like the Mega Evolutions? Do you like the uh, regional uh, variations? Just let us know, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, you can check us out at Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we're on Reddit. We're on uh, – what's that other thing that I always say? Tum- Tumblr. Tumblr. Yeah, you can review us on iTunes. That would be great. Please do that. It helps more people find the show. If you haven't already, uh, we have a Discord server and it's really awesome. 
And it's been great. I've been able to talk to a lot of people. The patrons, especially if you listen to the last live show, we actually just did a meetup on the Discord channel instead of doing what we normally do. And that was a lot of fun getting to talk to you guys and hanging out. So I do I do uh, suggest that people go ahead and get us on Discord. The link is down in the description or, or in the show notes. So please do join the Discord if you have time. It's on a mobile app. So if you, or you're like, I don't have time to do it on my computer, you can definitely do it on a mobile app. And it's really fun being able to talk to Puckle people all the time. Um, let's see. What else am I trying to say, Scron? Um, we always do. Uh, the last thing is if you want to donate to the Puckle Podcast, you can do so by just going to patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. It gives you a whole bunch of perks, even if you just do a dollar a month. So uh, I do suggest it. Um, I Now, please do make sure you eat instead of uh, paying for this. I don't want you guys to like go hungry because you're donating to the podcast. But do, I thank you to everybody who already does. And thank you to anybody who considers it. And also thank you to anybody who just participates in the community. That That is a big thing for me. So I think uh, that's it for the normal show. If you want to check out more awesome things, you can check out PuckoPodcast.com as well as links to all of the social media that we have. All of this is, of course, in the show notes before, below. Uh, PuckleCon, don't forget to email me if you plan on coming because we do need to know. And also, if you uh, if you want to come and uh, – what is it? Oh, my gosh. And if you want to be a Summer League gym leader, don't forget the application is also in the show notes below. And we're closing those at the end of the week on the 30th. Oh, by the so, way, you get a snazzy badge that you get to give out to people who beat you. So Yeah, that's It'll be cool specially part. designed. Don't make it yeah. too easy. Make yeah, so, so that is it for the podcast today. So I am Trainer Thatch. I am Scrum. And I'm Tiger. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.